Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Number one, the first level of faith is little faith. Little faith is wrestling faith. It's a little faith focuses on circumstances and self. I want to repeat that. Little faith focus, uh, focuses on circumstances and self. In Matthew 17, verses four, starting at verse 14, it says, When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. Pastor was just sharing with us about someone who had seizures for 31 years and God healed her. And it's been how long already? Seven weeks has not, seven months. Eight weeks that she has not had a seizure when she was having seizures every day for 31 years. How many believe that God still does miracles? He often falls into the fire or into water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long should I put up with you? Doesn't it sound like Jesus saying, you know, you're getting on my nerves. <laughs> Bring the boy to me. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed at the moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private. You know, they didn't want to do this in public. <laughs> you know, they were already embarrassed. They said, wait a minute, Jesus, why couldn't we drive out this the spirit. He replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as, a, as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. The disciples' faith, listen to this, was insufficient for the problem. We have enough faith to go to church we have enough faith to go to grab our Bibles. We have enough faith to come here and raise our hands. But sometimes what we have and what we need do not match. This, they brought this lady to me one time in a wheelchair. And I asked her because she told me, she, she, I mean, she gave me a list of diseases all over her body, a whole bunch of sicknesses. And I said, do you believe God heals? She says, yes, I do. So I said, do you believe God will heal you right now? You'll get out of this wheelchair and you'll walk. And she said, hmm. So I didn't pray for her. I left her with her hmm. And I kept praying for everyone else. A few minutes later, I see that she's trying to move. She wants to get out of the wheelchair. So I approach her and I start to pray with her. I grab her by the hands. You know, because there was an occasion when Peter told uh, the man at the, at the gate called Beautiful, he said, silver and gold have I nine, but what I have I give unto you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He didn't, he didn't get up when he said that. The Bible says that he touched him. He grabbed him by the arm and pulled him up. And when he pulled him up, because he needed help, he pulled him up, then 
God affirmed his, his, his ankle bones and his feet. And he started praising God. So I grabbed this lady by the hand and I said, in the name of Jesus, get up right now. And she's, she's struggling, but I, I picked her up. And when I picked her up, you know what I did? I pushed the, the wheelchair. I said, she can't sit down now. So she's taking, she's holding on to me. She's taking one step after another. And, 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 and we're praying and declaring the word of God as she is taking one step and, and another step and another step. And then the power of God hit her and she just swung me to the side and started to walk through all the church. And God had healed her. She had little faith. Why? Because her focus was on the circumstances. She was looking at her circumstances. Second level of faith is great faith. Great faith is reaching faith. This is where faith starts to mature. Great faith focuses on God and not on circumstances. An example, the centurion in Matthew 8 verse 5. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come to heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. But just say the word. Great faith doesn't focus on circumstances. It focuses on God. He says, say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself, now the reason why he said this, now he starts to explain why he believes that Jesus, all he had to say was say the word. And he starts to show Jesus or explain to Jesus how he believes in authority. Why do I say that? Because it says, for I myself, this is a centurion saying, I myself am a man under authority. With soldiers under me. He was under the authority of Caesar. So the centurion understood that Jesus came under the, uh, the, uh, under the authority of the Father. And when you and I are under authority, whatever demon rises up, whatever sickness rises up, whatever storm rises up, because we are under authority, we have the power, the authority to speak to whatever comes our way and order it in the name of Jesus. When Jesus hears this man, what he's explaining to him, Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, this is verse 10. Truly, I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. So we have little faith. Some of you here may have little faith. Some of you here may have great faith. Great faith, church, focuses on God, focuses on the word. I led a group to Paraguay, and we were going to be there for two weeks. And we were evangelizing the city of Asuncion. And our target were the schools. So I'm leading this group, and we're going from school to school. It was one of the 
evangelistic trips that really got me tired. Because we would get up at 6 a.m. and we wouldn't get home till like 10 at night. Just evangelizing every single day. And throughout at night, Wednesday night and Sunday night would be at the church. On a Wednesday night, I'm preaching and this lady comes up to me. She says, my sister has uh, pancreatic cancer and they're going to operate her tomorrow. So... I believe what the word says. The Bible says, the psalmist says, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them. The same way, and then Jesus starts to pray. In Jesus' prayer, he says, Father God, as you have sent me, the way you sent me, I send them. So the same way the Father sent Jesus to heal, to deliver, he sends each one of us to do the same thing. So I grabbed that lady's hand and I said, let us pray and I'm going to send the word to that hospital. So I prayed with her because there is power when two come in agreement. You know what? All I need is one person here tonight to believe with me for this place right here, for every single person to receive a miracle. I'm believing. My faith is that everybody would receive a miracle. I don't need ten. The Bible says all I need is one. If one can believe with me and come in agreement with me according to the word, the Father in heaven will do it. So I came in agreement with that lady and, and I prayed and I sent the word. That was Wednesday night. Two days later, I see the lady again at church. And she comes, she gives me a hug. She goes, you have to hear what God did. When the doctor went in, he opened her in the surgery room. He opened her. And when he looked at her pancreas, he closed her up again, waited till she woke up, and he said, what happened? She said, what do you mean what happened? You're, you're, you got like a brand new pancreas. The cancer is gone. Something happened. You know what happened? Somebody with great faith. Two came in agreement in the name of Jesus, and we sent the word. Great faith does not give up. Tell your neighbor, do not give up. Tell your neighbor, keep believing. So we have little faith, we have great faith, and we have the third one, which is perfect faith. Perfect faith is resting faith. It's a faith that says, it is done. Look at someone and say, it is done. In Mark chapter 11, verse 20, in the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Now, you would expect for someone to respond to Peter and say, yeah, I know it's withered. He responds in verse 20, he says, have faith in God. Why does he say that? Because he says, have faith in God. Jesus answered, truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Resting faith sees the situation as complete. As done. To get perfect faith, we need mustard seed. Somebody say mustard seed. Because in order to deal with a great mountain, 
We need a little mustard seed. That sounds like an oxymoron. Mountains are unmovable problems. Things you can't change in the natural. In order to move a mountain, I repeat, you need a seed. You may have a huge problem. You may have an addiction. You may have a crisis. You may have an issue. All you need is a mustard seed. Because inside that mustard seed, when planted, there is about a 15-foot tree. So it's not the size of the seed. It's the life within the seed. An acorn is an oak tree waiting to happen. And what made the disciples' faith little was the lack of life in it. So this was not a size issue. It was a life issue. So the issue is living faith versus lifeless faith. And what makes our faith little is the absence of spiritual life in it. Mustard seed is a faith with life. It's what we call living faith. If it's void of spiritual life, James calls it dead faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. So you may have little faith. Or you may have great faith. But I want perfect faith. Perfect faith. I'll never forget, during COVID, I went through a challenge. In COVID, I, I remember that I'm receiving all these phone calls of people that are passing away, pastors, and leaders, and friends, and loved ones. And I mean, hundreds upon hundreds. And I said, Lord, how am I going to preach? These are men and women of God who believe. In your word. And I received a phone call to preach through Zoom, and I turned it down. Received another one and turned it down. I kept receiving phone calls, and I was turning them down. Months went by because I needed God to. I said, how am I going to deal with this? Here I am, this evangelist, traveling throughout the world, healings and miracles, seeing all this. And then now I'm, I'm up against this challenge. And one day I'm in my closet. Millie didn't send me there. Let me clarify that. <laughs> but I'm in my closet praying. I say, God, I need you to speak to me. What am I going to do? And you know what he said to me? You know, I'm, I'm waiting for like Steven Spielberg prophetic angels and lights all over the place, you know, and hearing the loud voice. And the only thing, Apostle, what he said to me was, keep believing. Keep believing. That's all he said to me. And the very next phone call that I got was from the city of Tampa, and I went there. And that was the first crusade. And I'm praying, believing God. I had built my faith. And there's one man that came up to the front. He said, I only came here to watch my daughter dance in the, in the dance ministry. And I was leaving to go to work, but I couldn't leave. So I prayed with him. I still didn't know what was going on. I just prayed for him. 
And whatever his situation was, I said, Lord, it is done. And I walked away knowing that it was done. And as I'm walking away, he falls under the power. I finished ministering, service was over, and the usher comes to me and says, come here. Brother Oscar, you got to listen to this. So I went to the gentleman who I had prayed for, and we're starting to record because what he starts to tell me, he says, I suffered a stroke two years ago. And I, I don't have, I did not regain my total uh, uh, movement. My arm is still cold, my leg, everything for two years. So one side was completely, practically almost dead. And, he, and he's shaking. He's shaking when he's talking to me. And he said, he grabs my hand. He said, look. And he grabbed my hand and he squeezed it. And I thought he was going to break my fingers. He says, I have all my strength back. All the sensation came back to my, like, I, like, like nothing ever happened. Church, right here, right now, whatever your need is, God will do it. He is here. Today, and I'm, I'll finish here. At the men's breakfast, I shared a testimony where my son had a, they call it a maxillary tumor. And they thought it was cancer. The ENT doctor was saying, it's cancer. We know it's cancer. We know it's cancer. And my wife and I were praying and the family is praying. And I remember that they took him into the surgery room to um, get the tissues and send it to the pathology. And it kept coming back. It's not cancer. It's not cancer. And there was uh, another surgeon that was going to put in the port for him. And that surgeon comes up to my wife and I says, listen, I'm going to go against everyone here. They want me to put in the port because they're saying it's cancer. He says, but it's not. And he gets up and he says, very before he leaves, he says, I want to tell you this is prayer works. Surgeon tells me this. Walks out the room. We're praying. Believe in God. They wanted to remove half of my son's, the roof of his mouth, half of it. They were going to remove it. So we went to go get a second opinion. In the process of getting the second opinion, we go, my, I had asked my son, where do you want to go? He said, let's go to IHOP. He wanted to eat some pancakes. And while we're, when we get to IHOP, we sit down, and all of a sudden the waitress comes to, to us. And when she comes to us, she says, and I looked at her back, she says, my name is Miracle, and I have come to serve you. So Miracle is here to serve you today. Jesus is the miracle you need. And when we went to the second surgeon, he did his own x-rays. We looked at the first one, there was a tumor, and the second one, the tumor was gone. Because miracle came to serve us. Let's bow our heads.
Father, we thank you. Every person that raised their hand that needed a miracle, I'm going to ask that you come forth right now. If you would please come forth right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's nothing, there's nothing impossible for God. There's nothing impossible for God. The pastors, we're going we're gonna to anoint you, we're going to pray for you. But before we do that, can you worship God? I, I, I want to do a prayer. Father, we thank you. These are your people. I ask right now, according to your word, knowing that you took our sins, you took our diseases, you took our pain. And your word says that by your stripes we have been healed. Walk in the midst of your people, Lord, right now. Touch each one of them right now. 